Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. Alright, I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know, I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blonde Ales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my center. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, April 2nd, 2023, in the Bangles. That's right. I bet a lot of people didn't even know this was the Bangles, because it really doesn't even sound <laughs> like their other shit. You know? Take this hook and put it up against Manic Monday. Or Walk Like an Egyptian. Or, or, or Eternal Flame, even. You're like, wait, this is the Bangles? So if this was a song to select from their greatest hits, I was definitely going to go with this one. Anyway, good to be back with you guys as always. And coming off a beautiful day yesterday, if they just turned the wind off, like I say all the time in the spring, that would have been a banger yesterday, man. It was like 75. Just dropped 20 degrees overnight, but oh well. Now before I get started today, I got got to tell you, I wish I would have said something last week and I didn't know... I didn't know about it until like Tuesday, but there is this Facebook page for beer enthusiasts. It's called straight from the tap. Now I used to follow it, but you know, you follow pages like that and it just gets annoying after a while and you, and you just stop following. Maybe it's just me. I'm just, you know, as you guys know, I'm easily annoyed, but anyway, they do like a, you know, a Marsh madness bracket tournament thing every year. And they, they go like bucks, Montgomery County, Philly, and they get like the 64 best breweries 
and then they have like four brackets of 16 you know to make the 64 so you have like a one seed in one bracket and a 16 seed and then you got you know three other brackets like that and today was the finals and who made the finals crooked eye brewery that's right and it, it was a cinderella story there were a 16 seed and made it all the way to finals and they went against Broken Goblet Brewing Company, and they 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 lost by like fifty votes. I, I, that was that was, talk about the ultimate Mighty Mouse story, you know, the little guy coming in, taking out everybody in his wake, and making it to the finals. Man, it would have been really cool if they won. But just the fact that they made it, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool because they you know they deserve it. It's they're they're unique. I mean they, you know they definitely have loyal followers, and you know it's just it's the whole thing is. It's just a family atmosphere in there. So, you know, good for them. You know, keep it up. Now, I was debating over what I wanted to get started with today because as weird as this may sound, I methodically place my bits in certain spots where I think they belong. I, You know, I don't I don't know why I do that, but, I, you know, I actually had a conflict of interest today for the first thing that I was going to do because I'm like, oh, I'm trying to map things out here, <laughs> you know. I don't I don't just press record and this just happens automatically. But I was watching a movie last night, a very good one too, that I I'd never heard of, and I'm glad I, I decided to watch. It's called The Tender Bar, and it's on Amazon Prime. And it stars Ben Affleck and Christopher Lloyd and, and there's some other, you know, unknown actors or actors I'd never seen in the movie. But it kind of took on like a it kind of took on like a Wonder Years type of vibe because, you know, it was like a kid and he's like narrating the story and all that kind of stuff. I, and, and ironically enough, it was narrated by Ron Livingston, who plays Peter in Office Space, as we all know. And I just finished the night before I had just finished that show, Louder Milk, that he stars in that I was telling you about. More on that later because there is a certain thing. <laughs> There's this one scene in that in that show I have to tell you about, and then I'll, I'll go and elaborate on my own shit. But it that, that show is so fucking funny. If you have Prime Video, and they're half-hour episodes, it's very easy to watch, you know. But, what, oh, man, what a show. It was so fucking funny. So anyway, I'm watching this movie, and it turned out, like, the kid was trying to get into Yale. So he had to go there, like, and, it, you know, he had to go there for an interview. Then he had to go there for orientation. Then he, then he went to the school and he had to go back home. He was always taking the train, right? And, like, he would see this priest on the train, like, every single time. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know? And they would always talk. And there was one line that the priest said, and I, and I my, my brain just went in drift mode. And he goes, you know, we don't have to, he, I guess the kid wanted to like confess something, you know, and he's like, well, you know, we don't have to have a church to have a confession. We could do that right here. And then my mind just went off and I went, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait just a goddamn minute here. How did I not pick up on this? Especially even when I was in Catholic school, that whole confession thing, that, that whole thing is a ruse. It's <laughs> the whole thing. It's so they can target, they can mine data from these little kids and find out what that's my target i'm taking him like that is basically surveillance think about it like this in reality what you're doing is you're going into a booth and just telling some dude your sins he ain't god i don't care if they say the priest is the closest thing i don't know no they're not god didn't fuck little boys closest thing to god yeah it's closest thing to the fucking satan 
am Satan. I am your god now. But I never understood that, though. You go sit there and tell some guy your sins. He tells you to say five Hail Marys and all is absolved. The fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So, so like, th- think of it like this. All right, you get your you get your communion. I guess you're about ten years old. And if you're in Catholic school, like you do the classes and shit, like right there. But if you're not, you go to this thing called CCD, and then you do the classes, and then you, you do the sacraments. So it's like, you know, confession and communion and and confirmation, all that stuff. And I never understood that. Like, <laughs> like say a guy is is like forty years old. It's a Saturday afternoon, and he walks into a church. He decides, I, I got to get this off my chest. And he goes into some random church and goes and has confession. Like, does the priest go, like, you know, hey, did you get did you get the uh, the ceremony done when you were second grade? <laughs> you know, like they don't do that. It's like being carded. Anyway, so think about it like this. You know, like like a twelve year old kid who's developed quicker than the other kids goes in. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been three weeks since my last confession. Um, I punched my teacher in the face. You know, I beat up two kids on my football team. I went home. I kicked my dog. You know, I you know, and then the the cut, you know, right there, the priest will cut him off. Yeah, ten Hail Marys, ten Our Fathers. You get the fuck out of here. I I got no use for you. And he'll cross that kid's name off the list. Like I ain't gonna get anywhere with that kid. Hey, but then the little vulnerable kid comes in, eleven years old. You know, like he's got bad home life. He's got a lot of shit to tell. You know, and, and that priest is gonna eat that right up. <laughs> he's gonna take notes. But that's my mark. That's my mark right there. I'm gonna get that kid. I got to believe that is the only reason for, for for confession. If you think about it, right? So it got me to thinking of one of my favorite jokes. I've, I've This is a hit at parties. I This is one of my favorite jokes of all time. And it's, of course, speaks to priest pedophilia. So it's Easter Sunday, right? And mass is over. And then all these people line up like to get confession, right? Now there's a line like around the corner of the pews, okay? And the priest takes like the first two people in, right? And then next thing you know, he gets this, he gets a rush. Like he's got to take a shit like right now. <laughs> so he's, he's like, oh man, I wonder how many people I can hang in for. Let me, let me just take a peek out of the curtain here. See what I got going on. All right. And he looks out of the curtain and he sees these people wrapped around the corner of the pew. He's like, fuck man. He's like, I'm going to shit myself. Holy shit. But as he was going back in, like going back in, he sees the janitor walking by you know, the line of people. He's like, oh, fucking thank God. He's like, yo, 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 shh, Steve, Steve, come here for a second. And he comes over. He's like, what? What's, what's going on? He's like, no, you got that line? You got to take care. <laughs> you know? He's like, look, man. He's like, I need you to do me a huge favor. He's like, I'm, I'm about to shit my pants right the fuck now. He's like, can you please sit in for me, you know, and just, just, just take care of the next couple people while I go take care of this. I'll be right back. I swear to God. And, he, and and the janitor's like he's like father I'm he's like I'm not even Catholic I don't even know what this is what is this he's like I don't fucking know he's like it's confession people are gonna come in they're gonna say bless me father for I have sinned these this is what I did and there, there's a cheat sheet I got a cheat sheet up on the wall and every single crime has like you know what you're supposed to give out for the you know for the penance and he's like he's like all right man he's like but you you owe me one you know. He's like, hey, no, no, bro, no problem. Uh, go ahead, go. And he, he puts his hand over his ass and runs to the fucking bathroom. So, all right, so now that the, you know the janitor gets in, right? The first guy comes in, he's all nervous, and the, and, the, and the guy says, "Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been five weeks since my last confession. Um, I stole, I stole something from Home Depot the other day. You know, I, I just, you know, I couldn't get, I had to get it off my chest. All right? So the janitor's like, "Fuck, all right." He's like, "I guess that's theft." All right, so let me look on the cheat sheet here. He's going through all the little crimes. He finds it theft. Theft, there it is. 
He's like, all right, uh, five Hail Marys and five Our Fathers. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and the guy's like, oh, thank you, Father. He goes, walks out the thing, right? So the second person comes in. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been two weeks since my last confession. <sighs> I've, I've been cheating on my wife. I've been having an affair, right? So he's looking on the cheat sheet, looking on the cheat sheet, and he's like, oh, adultery. Oh, adultery. Good. He's like, all right, yeah, 10 Hail Marys and 10 Our Fathers. He's like, really? Thanks, Father. You know? He goes out, goes his thing. So now, now the janitor's like, this is, he starts smelling himself. And he's like, this is fucking easy. You know, he's like, I didn't even go to school to be a priest. They'd be a goddamn priest. <laughs> right? So now a woman walks in. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been a month since my last confession. Uh, I fornicated. I, I, you know, I performed oral sex and I'm not married. Right? So he's like, oh, shit. All right. So he goes into the thing. He's looking up oral sex in the, in the cheat sheet. And he's looking it up, looking it up, looking it up. He can't find it. Now he's starting to sweat, starting to panic a little bit. He's like, shit, I don't know what to do, you know? So he's like, maybe maybe father's done taking a shit. Let me take a peek out here. I mean, damn, peek out of the curtain, right? So he peeks to see if father's coming, but he's not coming, but there's two older boys. And they come walking down the thing, right? And the janitor, he's like, oh, thank God. He's like, yo, guys, 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 come here. Come here for a second. And they go over and they're like, Steve, what the fuck are you doing in there? <laughs> he was like, where's father at? Like, he's like, it's a long story. He's like, listen, I need help right now, okay? He's like, I, I, you know, he's got a little cheat sheet for all these little sins that people come in and tell me, and I just tell him, you know, whatever prayers they are. He's like, but I can't, he's like, this this lady's right here. She's just telling me she, you know, gave oral sex and she's not married. He's like, what does the priest usually give out for oral sex? And the older boys look at each other and they go, usually Philly's tickets. That's one of my favorite fucking jokes of all time. But I think I cracked the code. I, you know, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you know, like, what is that for? And it makes total, total sense. You could find a vulnerable kid, okay? Like, and you could, you could, it's such an easy way to vet, you know, who, you, who, who your mark is, who your target is. Fucking priests are one step ahead of everybody else. But I guess the moral of this story here is you will never find a more clever pedophile than a goddamn priest. All right? So there's that. And I don't realize, like, how close it I came to <laughs> to being in the line of fire. I have no idea why I did this. I was in, like, seventh grade, I think it was, and it was summertime. And I think it was because, like, my friends did it, but, like, I was a fucking altar boy, and I didn't even want to be. I was just like... I, yeah. I wasn't Catholic when I was in Catholic school, let alone, you know, anything else. You know, I just don't buy that shit. I'm sorry. But anyway, so I did it, right? And I little did I know, I was signing up in the summertime. Like, they would, they would pick, you know, two random altar boys. And, like, every week they had a mass, a weekday mass at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. And, like, they would just alternate weeks. So, like, the very first week of summer, I had to, I had to you know, serve with this, with this kid Anthony, right? And it's it was seven o'clock in the morning. I get up at six o'clock just to go to mass in the summertime. What the fuck am I doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is bullshit, right? So that weekend before that Monday, I'm going to serve my first mass on Monday. And then Saturday, me and my sister are at the mall, right? Now this was in like 1990 or like 1991. You know when when Batman was big. Michael Keaton's Batman was like it was it was the cat's pajamas, right? <laughs> <laughs> so much to the fact that I went full blown bat shit, bat, bat shit. I went full blown Batman, meaning like any article of clothing or anything that that had Batman on it, I was getting it. Like I had 
I had Batman shirt, Batman shorts, Batman socks, Batman underwear. You know, I, I, I shaved the, the Batman emblem into the back of my head. So we're at the mall together, me and my sister. And, and my sister's like, yeah, you go, go get your ear pierced. You should get your ear pierced. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's go get my ear pierced, right? So I'm going to the place, and like we're sitting there about to get, I'm about to get my ear pierced, and I saw like they, it was one of them little kiosks, you know, at the mall. I've talked about them before, and they have like, you know, a bunch of like, you know, little little clips of like, you know, earrings. You know how they sell earrings? Like they'll just be in a, a big row that you just look at. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw earrings that were the fucking Batman symbol. Not not like the Batman symbol that's like inside the little yellow thing. I'm talking about it was just like the shape, the whole thing. It was almost like the Wu-Tang W. It was like that, but it was it was the Batman symbol. The thing was fucking huge. Right? So the guy, I was like, can I get that? Like, you know, because you know how like when you get your ears pierced, you have to like let it do what it's got to do for like a week so the hole doesn't go away. Like you can't take the earring out and shit. He's like, yeah, I can. He's like, I can pierce a ball. If like, he's like, if I pull it out right away, I'll be able to get that that Batman one through for you. He's like, but you got to keep that in, like for the whole. I think it was a week, maybe it was six weeks. I don't fucking know. What I do know was I wanted that earring, and so they, you know, they give it to me, and then you know, so I'm I'm, I'm proud as a peacock. I'm running around with this Batman thing in my ear, like thinking I was, you know, I was the bee's knees, you know. So Monday comes and I got to go do mass, right? And I didn't even think about that. Like, you know, because like I said, I, I don't do Catholic shit. There's too many fucking rules, you know? So I go in there to serve this goddamn man, right? And I got the Batman earring in. And as soon as I walked in the door, the priest fucking blew a gasket. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, it's an earring. What, what's the problem? He's like, you can't wear earrings on the altar. I'm like, why not? You know, like, <laughs> you know, what's with the rules? Again, I thought you had 10 commandments. I didn't see earrings in there at all. What's your your fucking rules? I'm like, well, Father, I hate to break it to you, but I can't take this out. You know, I, I just got it pierced. He's like, I want the, you know, I ain't gonna have the hole close up. And he goes, all right, okay. Here's what you're gonna do. He's like, when you go home today, you're gonna change that earring out for one of the like the, the normal little ball that they put in your ear, and you're gonna put a bandaid over it when you come in here. I'm like, get the fuck. I'm like, I didn't even want to do this to begin with. You know. You know, and I'm like, I ain't fucking doing it. I, I said, okay, Father, yeah, yeah. I was like, I ain't doing that, you know? I'm, I, I want my Batman earring, goddammit, you know? I'm fucking 11 years old. <laughs> I want to be the cool kid. So I go home, I, you know, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, get in the shower, go to the thing. I did not change that earring. Fuck that guy, you know? So what I did was I turned it upside down before I walked in. Like, I spun it, like, in my ear. So I walk in and he was looking for me. As soon as I walked in, he sees that thing hanging off my ear and he was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like, it's, "I'm like, yeah, it was Batman yesterday, but look, look now, it's the Holy Spirit." <laughs> Just because of the shape of it, the way that it looked upside down, it's the Holy Spirit. What's the problem? Needless to say, I got I, I was shown the door right after that, so I didn't you know I, I got out of it even though I, like without quitting. I just I was like, all right, cool. I got I I was thrown off of the altar as opposed to you know, just quitting, you know, so, you know, that, that, that was kind of weird, but that's it for the, you know, for, for the priest regime. Now, I might as well just get into this thing about louder milk because this, <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, that Ron Livingston, I, I think they, they, they casted him perfect for this show because again, he's, he's a recovering alcoholic. I'll give you a quick reminder. He's a recovering alcoholic and he, he runs a support group for alcoholics and the show is pretty much about the group. 
you know, and, and Ron Livingston as the, you know, the ringleader. And he's just a miserable asshole, like on the show, but he's, he's, he's a lovable asshole. He's much like me. <laughs> and, and, you know, he just basically rips everybody. And I played that one clip of him making fun of the girl's voice and all that shit. That's all he does basically the whole show. And it's just, it's hilarious, but he's got this roommate right now. If you saw him, you would know who he was. He's a heavier set guy, bald, very funny. And one of the only roles I can really remember him in was like in Shameless. If you remember that guy, Giannis, he played the Greek guy. They, they set this house on fire and shit like that. Anyway, the guy's hilarious. So there's this one guy in the group. He's, and he's Loudermilk's roommate, so he lives with him, right? Now, there's a guy in the group who's a very raunchy old man. He's he's about 75 years old, big white beard. You know, he's, he's all dirty and shit, you know? And... <laughs> Like he's just gross. The guy's gross. And in, in, in one of the group sessions, he he was talking about how he fucked a chicken. It just just <laughs> just crazy shit, right? So the, he was going away for like four days, and he's like, "Look," he goes to the group. He's like, "Listen," he's like, "I got a dog, you know my you know my place and all this kind of stuff." He's like, "I'm going away for four days." He's like, "Can any of you guys just house sit for me?" You know, and and the you know the heavy set roommate of Loudermilk like raises his hand. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." You know, just to, I guess to get away and have his own place for four days. So he goes into this joint, right? And, and like, so he's, he's house sitting, doing his thing. I think he was in the kitchen, like making something to eat for himself. And he looks over and he sees like this random closet with a huge, huge padlock on it. And it's like chained out to the guild. Like it's like quadruple knotted. Like it's like, you are not getting into that thing, you know? And it also screamed like nobody come the fuck in here except for the owner of the place. Because there's going to be something in there that's going to be incriminating. I don't know what it is. Right? <laughs> so it turned out when the guy, like, you know, when he went to go away, he's like, all right, here's the keys. He gave him the keys, like the whole keychain, And the key to the padlock was on the keychain, Right? So he goes over, he unlocks the thing. He's like a little kid. He's like, <laughs> you know, and he goes and unlocks the thing. And he, you know, undoes the chain, all that kind of stuff. And now the door can, is ready to be opened. And it's just a closet. And he opens up the door. And what do you think was in there? Now, remember, this guy fucked the chicken. He's always hitting on the one girl in the group, right? It was one of those fucking sex dolls. You ever see these things? Made famous by Howard Stern, I might add. It was a sex doll, and I'm not talking like a blow-up doll. I'm talking like the, the $5,000 one. You know what I'm saying? This is one that, like, you know, it's 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 made like it, it feels like real human flesh and feels like a real human tongue and all that. I I never understood these people. And I'll get into that in a second, right? So he sees this thing and he's, he's, he's like mesmerized by it. Right. And then quick flash cut. <laughs> they, they, so they, they film him like discovering it. Right. And then they quick just pan to it like the next scene and it's him fucking the, the goddamn doll. Right. <laughs> uh, and he was, he was like, he was going nuts on this thing. Right. And did you ever see like in a movie, like when, when two people have like great sex, they, they, they hop off of each other when it's over and they're like, Oh, oh my God. Holy shit. That's exactly what he did. It was fucking hilarious. Right. So it gets to the point where he, he can't stop fucking this thing. Right. <laughs> so he calls one of his sponsors over from the group and he's, and, and like, you know, the, the dolls is sitting there on the couch. Right. And, and the guy comes in and, and like they're both just sitting there staring at it. And he's like, what, what, what's going, what are we looking at here? Like, what's up? And he's like, dude, he's like, this is, you know, whatever the guy's name was. He's like, this is his sex doll. He's like, but dude, he's like, this is like an addiction. He's like, I can't stop fucking this thing. <laughs> you know? And the guy's like, 
He's like, wait a minute. He was like, that's the dude's fucking doll. And yeah, you're fucking it. <laughs> He's like, you know how gross that is? He's like, what? I, what? I work on them. <laughs> oh my God. But then it got me to thinking, okay? Like, do people really like buy and and fuck these things? Because like I said, when when I remember it was on the Howard Stern show when he was still on TV. And, you know, it, it looks like a real person, but it's like, it's just, a, it looks like a corpse. I, I, I it, like a necrophilia thing. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how you can like get yourself like ready to go for something like that. Now, you know, like I said, a blow up doll is one thing. And, and that's my next question. Did people really fuck blow up dolls or, or was it just like a novelty type of thing? Like, you, you know, you have one, like just as a novelty and just like, look at that. Cause I can't, who would stick their dick in plastic? Isn't it? Can you injure yourself? You know, doing that. You know, like a hard corner of fucking plastic or something. Yeah, blow up dolls one thing, but but the sex doll where you spend five grand, you know, and it, and you, you basically can just you know fuck a corpse every night. But that's the thing. That guy had that big padlock with all that change. That's where you would have to keep something like that. That's not something you could just have, you know, willy nilly on your couch and then company comes over like they're gonna look at you like what the fuck are you like you gotta and that just can't go into a closet that's gotta be on lockdown if that's something that you're into (laughs) you know but here's my here's the here's the 64 million dollar question regarding this okay even if you oh god (laughs) even if you do wear a condom every time you use that thing how do you clean it Cause there's gotta be, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's there's shit on the condom that like it can't be clean, meaning repeatedly. What you gotta do? Get get in a tub with this fucking thing? Like I didn't say nothing when you had that bottle of vinegar next to the tub. <laughs> Look, all the old bitches know what that is. <laughs> Snap that pussy back. <laughs> pretty safe to say that none of my listeners have one of those things but i'm dying to know a what's it like fucking a dead body and b how do you clean the goddamn thing and c who in their right fucking mind ever fucked a blow-up doll the subjects i get into on this show <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now though man if you have amazon prime two shows on amazon prime i highly recommend now again I said this the very, very, very first time I talked about Game of Thrones on this show. This is before I started watching it. You know, you tell somebody to watch something. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it on my list, and it just doesn't, yeah, they, don't, they don't want it. But two shows. Animal Kingdom is fantastic, okay? And and Loudermilk is just funny as shit. And like I said, th- those are only half-hour episodes. It's only three seasons. Or, you know, they're still making the show, but it's only three seasons in. It's very easy to watch. Ten episodes, you're out. It's like, it's like Cobra Kai, because Cobra Kai has ten-episode seasons, and you know, they're only 30 minutes each. Very easy to watch. It's very, very funny. It's like, yeah, it's dark humor, of course, but it is it is just funny. But I'm up against the break here, and again, I'm, I'm trying to keep this at a goddamn hour. I always go over 10, 15 minutes as of late, as it seems. Fun stuff in the Get Off My Lawn segment, and that's fucked up in the rest of the other stuff on my bullet list here. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back in a flash.
Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again, when you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Thompson Twins bringing us in, and I can confidently say this is the only song that I know by them. (laughs) Much like so many other bands of that decade, but I could not tell you another Thompson Twins song if you held a gun to my head. (laughs) Great song, though. You know, sometimes it's all you got in you, you know, especially in that era because it was like shit was changing so fast. You're like, oh, look at this new synthesizer. We're going to sound better than we did last week. <laughs> but anyway, I got it. All right, so this is usually food time, right? And this is this is just this is just crazy, in my, in my opinion, okay? Now, when I worked at the office every single day, I wasn't that familiar with that area. You know, I didn't do a whole lot of work up there, like when I was driving a truck. You know, it wasn't like one of those areas that I would know, like the back of my hand. And I was familiar with Conchahawk, and I had been there before, but, you know, I didn't really know much about it, meaning, like, what restaurants to go to, bars, all that kind of stuff, you know, but now I live 10 minutes away from Conchahawk, and so I, I find myself going there. Now, the the mistake that we made 
you know, when we were in the office every single day was we would pick places in King of Prussia. And it was like finding shit was few and far between. In fact, you, we would go to places in King of Prussia and pick food up and we wouldn't be able to get back in 30 minutes. But we can go to Conchahokan and, and, and be back in 20. So I'm like, you know, now that we're at the office one day a week, I'm like, we're going to a different spot in Conchahokan for, for the, the remainder of however long we're going to be here. So we've been doing it and it's been great, you know, and we've been finding all these great spots and like taking people's tips and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, it's, it's been good, but we were coming back. I forget where we were, like where we were picking lunch up that day in Conchahokan, but we were coming down like to Fayette street and on the corner. I see Delhi, and there's a huge sign. Huge. It says Eisenberg's. I went, oh, fucking Jew Delhi, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, we're going there next fucking week. All right? Because. <sighs> see, the thing is, is, is like, you know, if you go to a Jewish deli, it's going to be phenomenal because, you know, like, there's nothing like a pastrami on rye with mustard, you know, or a corned beef special or a roast beef special fucking phenomenal right but the thing is if you go into a jewish deli you know it's going to be good because <laughs> they don't they don't really contribute a whole lot to cuisine you know they, they got they got bagels and, and they got deli after breakfast they fall apart the juice after a bagel a cream cheese locks where are they going they got nothing they have nothing has anybody ever said to you we went to this jewish restaurant last night <laughs> The gefilte, amazing. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like they never want to be in the spotlight. They're, they usually want to be like the behind-the-scenes guy. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to be the star athlete, but they'll be your agent. <laughs> you know, they're not going to be like they're not going to sing or dance or act, but they'll be your manager. They're not. They're not going to make the food in the restaurant, but. You know, they'll run the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, they like to be like, I don't, don't pay attention to me. So, you know, it's going to be good. So I think before the next, the next work day, like office day, I just, you know, I stalk their menu. That's what I do. I'm a, I'm a menu stalker. Even if it's like the day before I'm going to be going there, you know, which has become a more popular practice with people lately. Anyway. So I looked at the menu and I'm like, oh, that's, I'm not that impressed. You know, I didn't see a whole lot. You know, it really wasn't a big menu at all. And I'm like, what the hell? You know? And it wasn't lined up right. It's hard to explain. You know, like they were telling, it was saying that like you can get hot pastrami, but like in the cold section, there was no pastrami. I'm like, what the fuck? And, you know, and you ordered online. So it was like, you couldn't be like, hey, do you do this? Like and ask questions, you know? So I'm like, all right, fuck it. You know, we're not going to the Jew deli next week. <laughs> so I come in last Thursday. And my work wife's like, Are we going, we going to Eisenberg's today? And I was like, you know, I, I was like, I looked at the menu. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't too thrilled about it. And she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, when I saw that brisket sandwich, she's like, I thought of you right away. She's like, he's going to love that. You know, I'm like, I'm like, there was a brisket sandwich. I didn't even see it. Right. And I'm like, all right, all right, we can go there. I'll grab a brisket sandwich. Cause I'm going to, there's something I could tell you right now. Okay. <laughs> like they have this thing on like the Buzzfeed tasty Facebook page where they got like it's like italian grandmothers try each other's meatballs <laughs> and they sit there and like and you know they're gonna be like these are disgusting <laughs> it's not a good at the meatball like they're all not good 
you know, because it's like it's not theirs. You know what I'm saying? They could do the same thing with a Jewish grandmother and and brisket. You know, like they are not going to fuck that up. In fact, I forget what day it is, but there is like a major holiday. But that that's what they have is brisket. You know, so I'm like, all right, you know, like you can't lose. It's one of those things. It's like it's like going to a diner and, and ordering a turkey club. Like it's safe. You know, like so. So I ordered this fucking thing, right? And it came with fries. Then I get into the joint, right? And we, we pick it up and we, you know, we go back to the office. And I, like, I looked at it. It was in one of those, like, you know, you, know, you ever see those, like, clear plastic containers? It was in one of those, right? So I looked at the fries and I'm like, th- they had a very strange hue to them. Like, they were, <laughs> they had, like, a brownish, you know, like, like a brownish hue to them. Like, either they didn't change the oil, like, in months. Or it's just like a cheap fry. I, I didn't know. I, you know, they were crinkle cut, right? And they just looked like they, they had the flu or something. <laughs> something was off. You know, but they were fine. Like, there was nothing wrong with them. It just they had they just looked weird. So then the next thing was the, the sandwich was on a round roll, not a long roll. I was kind of, like, pissed off about that, right? But I got to tell you, this brisket, okay? First of all, it looked, like, dry and, and like, fleshy. Right, and it was like a baseball glove, and it looked like roast beef. I'm like, wait a minute, hold, hold the phone here. I'm like, you're trying to tell me we're in a Jewish deli where brisket is like the best thing that they can do, and 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 this is what you get. I took three bites of this goddamn thing. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. And I'm not that guy. I'm like, listen, I'm I'm usually not that you know picky with people's shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have finished it, no problem. But like, I couldn't. It was like crunchy. It was weird. It was just weird. And I got to be honest with you, you know, like I can't protect you. You know, I, I have to go to that, <laughs> to go to that owner and be like, look, man, people are going to come after you for this, you know, brisket and, and, and juice is like spaghetti and meatballs. You know, I, I you know, people, people are going to start coming after you. I, I, I can't, I can't have your back. I can't protect you on this one. Get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. You only exist out here because of me. That's the only reason. Without me, you, personally, every fucking wise guy still around, I'll take a piece of your fucking Jew ass. Then where are you going to go? You know what I'm saying? I, no, I just thought it was crazy, man. And you know what, you know what though? I thought it was a can't miss. You know, but then again, like I said, I didn't know. Like their their menu wasn't very clear on what they can and can't do, so I was like, "All right, well, we, we you know, that's just we'll, we we took an L. What do you want me to say? I mean, every other week we've gone to Conchahawk and it's been delicious, no matter what we've done. So there's that. I was going to do something this week. Now, if you guys remember, now I'm going to put it on my notepad to to do in the coming weeks. But if you guys remember, a long, long time ago. I was like, I'm like, let me see if I can get Deacon, you know, to, to you know, to get a little talkative on the show. You know, and I would call him in, and he starts meowing and shit like that. Well, I wanted to do this thing where, like, now that he's a you know meth head, I I wanted to like do it live, meaning like I wanted to get the plate and then open because he's in the other room right now, but I don't have the plate. I'll tell you why in a second. But you know, I told you I keep it like underneath the coffee table so I can just pull it out. And I wanted to do this thing where I like I, I put the plate down and I open up the you know the cat crack, and like he'll, he will like I, I want my goal was to get him to meow into the microphone without me saying a goddamn word to him. <laughs> and I was going to do it today, but you know yesterday he, he he threw up on his fucking plate.
Fucking crazy cat. But I want to <laughs> I wanted to say something about him because <clears throat> any animal owner, you know, if you own a dog or if you own a cat, you know, you should know by now that, you know, they will communicate their mood to you through their tail. And I'm not saying something that you dry yourself with if you live off of Cotman Avenue, a tail. No, I'm talking about their tail. <laughs> yeah, can you get, I forgot to get a tail. I'm, I'm all wet in the shower. Can you bring me a tail? But, so Deacon is one of those cats. Now a cat, it's like, all right, so if they are intimidated, you know, by a larger creature or a predator or whatever the case may be, what they'll do is they will, you know, they'll turn their body to the side and then they'll fluff their tail up like really big to like to appear bigger, you know? Uh, or if they're whipping their tail back and forth where a dog like that means they're happy as shit, that means that cat's pissed. Like that cat's about to snap on you. If Like if they're whipping their tail back and forth. And if they if the tail is sticking straight up and it like curls at the top, kind of like a candy cane, it, that's a happy cat. All right. Well, Deacon is going to be 12 this month. And his his tail is like perma candy cane. Like it's it's always like that. Like he's just a happy cat, right? But anybody who knows and has a cat like that knows that that tail is just a weapon of mass destruction. Now you, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter. Like you know, cats can be like on a table, and if the table has like a you know a soda can or a pen or a fork, you know they'll, they're going to just keep on you know playing with it until they knock it off the fucking thing. You know, well, the, the tail does the same thing. If, if like, you know, because I, I usually, I'm, I'm pretty busy on my coffee table. I got a lot of, you know, items. You know, I just like to have things around me, you know. And he'll just, if he does, now he's, again, he's one of those cats that, like, he can't make up his mind. If he needs to sit down, he's got to walk back and forth like a shark 52 times. You know, when he comes and sits next to me, he's got to walk in a, in a circle 72 times. You know, he's just, he's very methodical like that. You know. So when he does that, he walks around the fucking coffee table. He'll do like seven laps. Like I said, he's like a shark. He's, he's circling the goddamn thing. And he will take everything off of that goddamn table with that tail. You can rest assured that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking dude. You know, it could be an empty water bottle. You know, like it doesn't matter what it is. And it's not like he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> he's walking around just fucking destroying everything in his wake. Jesus. Relax there, guy. I'm so happy. I'm going to fucking clear everything off of this coffee table just to just to bother you. <laughs> oh, I love that cat. But anyway, I I have to share some life advice with you that I've 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 shared with you plenty of times on this show. And it is advice that my father has bestowed upon me. And that is don't get old. Jesus Christ, don't get old. I'm telling you, man, as each month passes, it's getting worse and worse. And I got to be honest with you, I, I'm like, I'm going to be 45 this year. I, I, I'm not looking forward to 55 and 65 if, if it's that fucking bad. Now, I've told you, you know, I've, I've told you, like, you know, bad sneeze. Oh, I cracked a rib. You know, sleep funny, can't look left for six days. I've, I've said this before, well documented on this show, but now it's it's like, you know, this is real world. Now, I think it was the beginning of season two when I was doing all that Mike Lindell, my pillow shit. 
<laughs> you guys remember I did that little DMX parody with him. But, you know, my dad swore by their products. So, like, I was getting these, like, people call it a stiff neck. I just call it a neck stinger. I was getting neck stingers <clears throat> every other week. Every other week. And they're lasting for days. And I'm like, I don't know how to stop this. Because, like, I used to be the kind, like, you know, back in the day, I used to start my night sleep on my back. Like, I would, I would lay on my back till I fell asleep before I would ever roll over or do anything. But for some reason, in like the last five years, I've I've exclusively become like a side sleeper. So like I sleep, and it's primarily on my right hand side. I I'll, I'll roll over to the left every now and again, but it's primarily my right side, and that will lead you know to to me being in positions where I'm going to you know be vulnerable to a neck stinger. So I ordered the my pillows just as a hail mary. Like you know, I'm tired of getting these things, and they went away. I didn't get them ever again. And I and I, and if I did get them, I got them every now and again, and they weren't even that bad. Okay, but for some reason, all right, it was a week ago today. I was you know after after Sunday, I'm you know sleeping Sunday into Monday, and I woke up on Monday morning with what I can only describe as the absolute worst stiff neck that I've ever had in my life, and it it wasn't even close. Typically, when you have a stiff neck, if you know if you're just sitting there like at your desk working or whatever the case may be, it it doesn't hurt. It it only hurts when you try to like you know turn or like turn your head or you know whatever the case may be. It's to the point where you got to turn your entire fucking torso. More on that in a second. But this stiff neck was was so bad it was like even when you're sitting there, I was getting like shooting pains and where it was it was on the right side of my neck, like like right in my trap almost. And I, when I tell you I couldn't fucking move, if it, like I couldn't move to the point where it was like I, if I even looked left with my eyes, my neck said, hey, don't, don't try that. It was nuts, all right? And then so bad to the point where if I was sitting down, if I stood up, it was like a, it was like a blood rush to like right where the pain was at a point where I'm telling you that shooting pain was so bad it nearly brought me to my knees. Like, I'm walking through my apartment like I'm clutching at the wall so I don't fall down. Like, I, it was the pain was that bad. I shit you not. So I'm like, how am I going to function in the world doing this shit? Because, of course, I woke up that Monday and I had, like, like errands that I had to run. I had to go to, like, four different places. And the supermarket was one of them. Because I needed, I remember over the weekend, my last two AA batteries went in my toothbrush. You know, so Sunday I had to fucking brush my teeth with like w- without turning the power on. That that's you know that's like a Nerf dildo, not effective at all. You know, so I'm like I got to get, get batteries tomorrow. So like there was there was like four items that I needed in the supermarket, and I and and now you guys know, Giant is my jam. But based on where I was going geographically, it just made sense to go to Shoprite, which I go to every now and again. I don't know my way around. There's that that joint like I do it like a giant. You know what I'm saying? so I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm going to have to walk all through this supermarket. How am I going to, what, what, what's going to happen when I'm in front of people and I get that shooting pain and I got to, you know, I got to, I got to clutch onto a jar of Francesca Rinaldi just to keep myself up. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go, you know? So I'm walking through the parking lot and like, I'm in pain, but I'm like, I, 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 you know, this I can handle, you know, but it's very fucking annoying, you know? So I remember the last time I was in that shop, right? I, like, I had to get ice. And 
their ice machine, like where they keep the bags of ice that said like, you know, like we now keep our ice, you know, in, in the frozen food section, which is on the complete other side of the store. So I remembered that from the last time I was there. So I had to get ice again. I go in and I'm like, all right, just go all the way to the other side of the store. I'm fucking struggling, man. I am struggling, like walking through this fucking place, pushing a cart. <laughs> Don't get old. Right, so I get I get to the you know I get to where the ice used to be and it, it wasn't there anymore. I'm like, what? You don't you don't sell ice anymore? And it turned out they they got a new ice machine, and it was right back on the other side of the store. I'm like, I'm off to a great start here. I've already you know went, labored just to get to this spot, and I was greeted with no ice. So I had to walk back, go all the way to find anything, and I had to go you know I grabbed a bag of ice right. So now I got to get the batteries. Now, from in any supermarket I've ever been in my entire life, all right, the, the batteries are typically not in the aisle. They're usually like at the end of the aisle, more on the side of the store where the registers are. No? To most supermarkets I've ever been in. So now I go walk right back to where I came from towards the frozen food section on the other side of the store, just looking at the end of every aisle where these goddamn batteries are, and I'm, I'm in pain. You know? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck, man? You know, God damn it. So now I'm, I'm like, I'm like, maybe it's on the other side, you know, like, like where the, like the meat section is. Why would they do that? All right. Okay. So I, I walk all the way down the aisle on the one side of the store and I walk all the way to the other side of the store. I don't find no fucking batteries. And I got no reason why I'm like, where are your batteries? You know, I'm a man. I'm not going to go up to, Hey, Hey, could you tell me where the batteries are? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't do that. You know, I'll go find them myself. So now I'm walking up in every every fucking aisle individually, and I don't know if I it's either a small section or the way they got it lined up, or if I walk right the fuck by it. But I must have walked through this supermarket three fucking times. I've been in there for thirty seven minutes, and all I got in my cart is a bag of ice. What the fuck, you know? I finally found them, but I'm you know what I'm telling you is just just don't get old, man, because it it, it is now Sunday, okay. It has been a week since this happened, and I would say I'm probably 75% back, like to, like normal. Like I still, if I turn my head right, my neck still hurts, but it's not as raw or intense as it was like the first three days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you fucking forget about it. I, I was I was just, I was no good. You know, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, now today, it's been pretty much the same at the same. It's, it's very, it's very slow going away. So don't get fucking old, man. Just don't get old. I, you know, and I'm really worried about getting another one now because, like, if this is going to be the new thing, I think I got. You know, I, I know I have my dad's fucking genes. <laughs> you know, I mean, my body is now shaped like his. Thanks for that one, Dad. You know, and then uh, what else? You know, he was 44, had his first heart attack. I'm 44 now. And that is when everything just started going downhill for him. Like, it was like every other week he had it. Oh, I got to get my gallbladder out. Oh, okay. It was always something for the next 27 years. That's why I said I'm not looking forward to, to 50, let alone 55, 60, 65. Fuck that shit. I'm out. And a part of the story that I forgot to tell you was that there was there was a supporting injury that same morning that I woke up that would have been the main story had had I not had the stiff neck and this has been happening more and more lately <laughs> oh, god 
So I woke up with a stiff neck, and I was in so much pain in the neck that I didn't even realize that right above my knee, like on my quad, there was a fresh, like raw bruise there, and it was swollen to the point where it was like hard. Now, I know I drink. (laughs) I might bang into something, (laughs) but if I do, I'm going to remember it. Especially if it's going to leave a bruise like that. Like, whatever I hit, I hurt pretty bad. I, I didn't do it while 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 drunk. That just happened overnight. I don't even know how the fuck it happened. But that bruise is still with me now. Let me take a look at it. Got to pull up my pant leg here. Hold on for a second. Oh, my God. This is this is consistent when, like, when I used to train MMA. Like, if I, you know, because like, like, that's basically the target that you kick right above the knee. It is like, it is, it's purple. Oh, there's, there's all kinds of earth tones in here. It's, it's purple and yellow and green and brown. Oh God. And it's been with me for a week. I'll tell you, man, it's crazy. But speaking of getting old, it's time for to get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get on. Get on. Get off my lawn. Now, this is just going to come down to, I I had this one in the holster for about six months. In fact, I think it goes back to the summertime when this actually happened. But for some reason, I just kept carrying over that bullet into each next week, and I just never got to it. But now a similar thing has happened, so now I can I can rip them, okay? And it's these, it's these fucking entitled kids today, because they do things, all right? They do things that they should not be able to get away with. And, and and to be brutally frank, these next two things that I'm about to cite, I don't know what the repercussion or accountability was, but it, it, be, it better have been grave. And I'm talking jail time. These entitled kids think they can do whatever the fuck they want, and they think they're doing it for a certain cause, and, they, and again, they have no idea what the hell they're even getting into. All right? Now, here's the difference. Here's the beat your fucking kids difference right here, okay? When I was a kid, if, if we walked into a store or if we walked into a house that had expensive shit around, I would have to put my hands behind my back. Like, don't, don't fucking touch nothing. You hear me? Don't touch anything. This is all very nice, very expensive st- shit. Be respectful. Yeah, that, that, that all fell by the wayside, I guess, about 20 years later because nobody does that anymore. They do whatever the fuck they want. All right, now. The first one, and this happened, like I said, probably, I think it might have been August, September, it might have even been later, I don't know. All, what I do know is I've been carrying this over for quite some time now. Two blue-haireds, okay, they walk into a museum, like, you know, a famous museum, and there was a famous original Van Gogh painting in there, and these two blue-haireds decided to walk in, all right, with two cans, I'm going to give some advertising here, free advertising, but they went in with two cans of Campbell's tomato soup. And I, you know, the reason they selected that is because of all the acid in there and all that kind of shit, right? And what did they do? They opened up the fucking cans of four. So they had four. They had two each. Four cans of Campbell's tomato soup and they threw it and doused the Van Gogh painting. And it's like beyond, it's it's beyond restoration. There's no way. They, they basically just wrecked the historical painting. Why, you may ask, why would they go do that? For what reason do you go into an art museum and take out like a historical piece of artwork? 
I'll tell you why. This is a completely, completely plausible excuse to do this, too. I mean, after I found out why they did it, then I was like, okay, I get it now. They, they should have done it. They did it because they wanted to send a message to the oil companies. Yeah. Because the Van Gogh painting was an oil painting, they, they, they wanted to you know wreck that painting to show that they wanted to send a message to the oil companies. If, if that's not the most idiotic excuse and not a product of that generation, much like I was telling you Pimple Puss's excuses when I told you with the, you know, with the gaming system and Verizon came over and all the bullshit, you're just, you people are not smart. I, I have no idea in, in what universe that wrecking a historical piece of art sends a message to an oil company. You want to, you want to send messages to an oil company? Go blow up a fucking gas station like a normal person. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, but seriously, the disrespect, it's just, it's un, it's unreal. It's unreal. Now, the next thing, and this just happened like last week, all right? Now, I knew nothing about this piece of art, but apparently it's an old one, and it's a sand sculpture. Now, apparently, this thing is pretty fragile, obviously, it being made of sand, but there's some sort of like, you know, protective coating on it, but it's, it's not, it doesn't really do a whole lot. It, it, that'll make it like so it doesn't fall down on its own, but like, don't go in there, like it's roped off and shit. Right? So now enter this fucking blue haired. All right. She walks in, walks over the ropes, and it was like a, um, what are those things? Like those King Tut looking things, you know, like with the head and the, and the headdress on, like they did, like in Egypt. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Something like that. And there was a head on top of this sculpture. And then she goes in, starts touching the thing, you know, just to see how, like, how much give it had. And then when she found out, she went to the head and knocked the head off of the fucking sculpture and it fell to the ground and just disintegrated historical art gone for what reason i didn't even know what the reason was for that you know much like i say like they go into wawa's and macy's and and, and pharmacies and all these places just they will just steal the whole bag full of shit like something's got to be done to these fucks you know what i'm saying and of course you know before i started pontificating i should have googled what happened to these two assholes actually i should say three assholes because the, the the tomato soup thing was too was too gross and after they threw the tomato soup on the thing to, for a protest or some bullshit they they super glued their hands to, to the to the floor i can't wait i have listen i have to believe I, I really do because you go through phases in life everybody does it you know and, and a lot of them happen when you're in your teens and your early 20s that's the, the you go through phases the most until you actually grow the fuck up, you know, meaning like you see a guy like remember that goth guy that I told you wanted to be Robert Smith and the cure, you know, sooner, sooner or later, your brain is going to grow out of that. And you're going to realize that you look ridiculous. Like you can't continue to, you know, nobody wants to see a fucking 35 year old guy in, in the regular world with black lipstick on. I'm sorry. You know, they just don't. I got to believe that all these blue haireds and all these, you know, these activists who have no idea what they're being activists about and they don't realize all this fucking bullshit. I wonder, I, I got to believe that one day they'll actually come to their senses and be like, what the fuck was I thinking for the last 22 years? I'm actually running around telling people men can get pregnant. I'm actually running around, you know, people telling people I'm a woman. What the fuck was I thinking? I got to believe that these people cannot go through their entire life 
you know, everybody grows up one day is what I'm trying to say. And I think these kids who are going and destroying all this property and, and just doing whatever the hell they want, one day they're going to be like, what the fuck? I was such an asshole. Because I say it. I, I say it to myself. I, I've said this before on this show. I, I do it in five-year increments. I'll look back when I was 22. I'll look back when I was 17. Like, gee, what the fuck was I thinking? And I, and I, I, I continue to do it to this day. So if I'm doing it, I like to you know think of myself as a normal guy. No? Probably not. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. All right? I'm well within my capacity is what I'm trying to say. And one day that these people will probably happen much later than it would for anybody else. That I, I got to think, you know? One day they, they, they might wake up. I hope they do, because if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to jail for murder if I ever see that shit in real life. Actually, I did. I I, I shouldn't say that. I saw it in real life when that kid went to the CVS and filled up his backpack. I'm like, oh, God, it's time for that fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. Now this <laughs> this is a, a a Rodriguez law thing that happens. Every single time I go to this fucking intersection, but the base the, the basis of this segment is going to be, I don't think that we actually stop to realize how many stupid people we have in in important positions. All right, all right. And I'll give you a few local examples here. Now you know the intersection from hell. Since that's been fixed, now when I'm leaving my house to head towards that intersection, if I need to, which I really don't, I can make a left onto that street now because that one lane is now open. Now, like I told you, they there's always going to be some major road closed around here to the point where it, it just fucking just kills the, the, the logistical infrastructure of this goddamn place. So now the road that connects Norristown and East Norton is now closed for an undisclosed amount of time, which is which is fucking everything up. Man. So now if I want to get to East Norton, I got to use the intersection from hell. More on the whole road planning thing in a second. But now at that intersection, there's a train. All right. Now here's where the Rodriguez law kicks in. Every single time, and I'm not exaggerating, every single fucking time I go to that intersection, I, I happen to get there when the train comes and the train is 300 yards away doing two miles an hour, blowing the horn like a madman. And it takes like, you know, 17 minutes by the time, you know, the thing goes back up. Now, this is the first time that I had to make a left on that road when the train came. Okay. So I'm like third in line at the light to go make this left. Okay. And the way, you know, the way that it works is like I get, we get our green arrow, right? And after that, the people next to us on the right of us can go straight on that. Yeah, they get their green light. And then after that turns red, the cross street one turns green, uh, arrow turns green and that turns red. Then, the, you know, the, the straight light goes green and then that turns red, right? So here's what happened. All right. The cross streets straight green was going to go turn red, which means we get the, I get the arrow next. Right at that moment, the thing comes down, and here comes the fucking train. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> right at the time that it's time for me to go, I get this goddamn light, right? Or train, I should say. Okay? So I guess the only bright side in this whole scenario was when the train finally, you know, goes, you know, as soon as the things lift back up, you know, I'm first to go because we'll get, you know, we were, we were due that arrow. Yeah, no, that's, no, nope. So what, what ended up happening is the train goes up, and did we get the arrow? No. You know who got the light? The, the people next to us, on the right of us, their light went green, which means we got to wait for the entire cycle over and over again. 
All right, so what did that do? I, like I said, it fucked up the logistical infrastructure of the two, of the main intersection of Norristown because now my line was backed up to West Norton because they've been sitting there for 22 minutes. And I've seen that happen before at that light, but I didn't think anything of it because I wasn't the one who got dicked. I was the one either going straight or right. I, had to, I didn't have to wait for that arrow. All right, but that is something like, you know, the, the person who is responsible for the timing of the lights you know, in your infrastructure of your town, that's that's pretty important. It's uh, pretty important position. No. Now this intersection has been fixed for about a month now, and 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 that has been happening every single time a train is coming to the point where you have a fucking line that's worse than when you first started the goddamn project to begin with thirty-seven years ago. And nobody has done anything to fix it. Like, they didn't sit there and go like, oh, okay, well, look, man, look how, how much traffic has improved and, like, it's just so fucking great now. No, you look out, now it's worse. And it's like, well, wait, well, why is that? Why is that, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> you know? They still haven't figured it the fuck out yet. So I, I, I automatically assume that the person that's in charge of that is a... is a, 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 a <laughs> I almost said it. <laughs> he went to school on a short bus. How did he get into that? Or she get into that position all right now back to this this one road that's closed that's fucking everything up all right now the one road that they are fixing right now it's not even that bad compared to 18 other roads i can think without batting an eyelash in Town that are way worse it's like work on them you know you know, so the first time I went to that road and discovered that it was closed, it was a fucking Chinese fire drill to figure out how I had to get where I was getting. And and much like any other fucking road being closed in this town, if one road is closed, there's only one other alternate way to go. You know, and that's what the whole entire town decides to fucking do. So I'm driving down this street. Now, the interior streets in Norristown are very consistent with, like, North and South Philly in that. The roads are so narrow that they, you know, they allow, you know, parking on one side of the street and then the other side of the street, you can only fit like one car, you know? So there's a lot of roads like that. Now I go up to this one, right? And it's like, it's, it's two, it's two cars that can fit like going by, but it's very, very, very narrow. Like you're almost going to kiss fucking rear view mirrors as you pass by each other. Right? So I'm, I'm approaching right this one like narrow spot and I see a fucking tractor trailer coming and I'm thinking to myself, who in their right mind would drive a tractor trailer down one of these fucking roads, you know, but he did. And it was one of those situations where like, if I try to go past him, I'm, I'm fucking hamburger, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'll stop and I will let you come first and then I'll go. Right. Yeah. What do you, the, the, the assholes around here? And like I said, there are special kinds of assholes around here. Okay. They, they see me stop behind me, like they're behind me, and they see me stop, like letting this truck go, and they're like, ah, I just gotta go, go pass right by you. He, he just stopped in the street for, for no reason. No, I was fucking letting the truck go, asshole. And all these people just start fucking flying around me, and now and now it's, it's, it's a Mexican standoff with the goddamn tractor trailer, and now we all have to wait longer. So I'm like, I, you know what? I, I'm like, I can't fucking take this anymore. I, I gotta get off the street. I don't even care if it, if it adds 15 minutes of my trip, but I'm about to go fucking ham. So I, I finally let the uh, the tractor trailer go by, and I go up like you know to the next block, and now there's you know the whole entire town of Norristown is waiting in line at, in this in this little dinked up fucking street. I'm like, there's there's no way in hell I am waiting for this. This is going to take fucking forty five minutes, you know. 
So I, I, I pull a Norristown move and I invented my own lane of traffic. That's what they do. So I'm going to do the whole, I'm going to do the same fucking thing. I, I was about maybe 30 or 40 yards from like the next intersection, like, so I can make a left and get the fuck out of there. So what I did was I just went into oncoming traffic. I went out of the lane that I was in. I went into oncoming traffic because there was nobody coming at the time. Right. And I go to get that. I'm, I'm just about to get to the intersection so I can make a left. And what happened? Somebody's making a left, like to come into me, like into oncoming traffic. Now here's where I just wanted to fucking kill this dude. All right. Now I was obviously, I mean, it's obviously a heavy, you know, it was heavily trafficked area at the time. And you see me coming down the incoming, you know, like the oncoming lane of traffic. Obviously I, I'm just trying to get the fuck out of there. Okay. So this guy, Makes the left into me, and instead of saying, like, oh, I see you in there. I, oh, let me let him out. You go make the left, and then I'll go. No. Instead of doing that, what the fuck did he do? He kept on going. Like, and now now he, now he we're, like, front bumper to front bumper. And this guy looked, he looked like a, like, he looked like a non-midget version. I was so pissed off to, to, just to the fact that he did that, that, I, like, I put my hands up onto the dashboard, and, like, and I just went, like, what? Like, now, now what are we going to do? You know, but this guy looked like a non-midget version, and I'm talking about a spitting image. They, they were twins. He looked like a non-midget version of the of the Fantasy Island guy. Yeah, I remember it. I still don't know who that is. It's fucking Japlain Japlain guy from Fantasy Island. Chachu. I got a Chachu or Chachu. I thought that was funny. Well, it's not. You know, that, that guy, the, the plane, the plane, <laughs> he looked just like him. So finally he backed up a little bit and I'm like, you fucking asshole. You know what I mean? But th- here's the thing. All right. When you have to plan, you know, a street to be closed, you got to have a detour. You got to have detour signs and like ones that make sense and routes that make sense. You can't just do that shit willy nilly because it's going to, again, fuck up the logistical infrastructure of your goddamn town. Now, the person who plans the road work trips, or, you know, the road work trips, the, you know, the road work projects and how long they're going to take and what the alternate route is and have all their ducks in a row, it's a pretty important position, no? And shit rolls downhill. I'm just talking about local. You guys know how I feel about that fucking dickhead in the White House, and that guy's running the whole goddamn country. The fact that we just continuously, no matter what level, Corporations, too. Put fucking boneheaded people in the most important positions? That's fucked up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, two more things about food. I think, I think it was podcast day last week. It might have been. It might have been Saturday. I'm not sure. But I'm going to pick up a pizza, right? And this doesn't happen much, but when it does, you're just like, did you really just fucking say that to me? You know? So I go in this fucking joint. I go pick up my pizza. I'm going to walk out the door. Now, it was a time of the day when the sun was very low. It was, you know, it was like early evening, probably about six, seven o'clock. And it was, you know, where the sun was, it was like blinding and I didn't have my sunglasses on. In fact, I got to go buy a new fucking pair of sunglasses. I lost my good ones. I don't know where they are and i am i'm a sunglass guy i did the sun really bothers me but anyway i couldn't see a fucking thing all right now I'm walking out with my pizza in my hand now i gotta go across the street i gotta wait for traffic across the fucking street now i got this guy's approaching me to go into the fucking pizza place okay and i just hear him because I, I he's coming from the sun 
part. He's like, hey, man. I'm thinking, I'm like, he's talking to me. What the fuck? Hey. And now he gets to be about 10 feet away from me. I can see him a little bit better. And he said, you ready for this? He goes, oh, you got pizza there? What gave it away? Genius. And why would you even say something like that, you know? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's, it's really KFC. They're just, you know, changing their package, you know, and they're mixing it up a little bit. Like, what the fuck? What, what did you think was in there? You know, a ham sandwich? Here's your sign. <laughs> long time ago, I said that. I said that on the show one time. I'm changing a flat tire in the giant park a lot. And the, and the guy that was parked next to me comes out like he was coming out from the giant. He's like, oh, you got a flat? No, it's my serpentine belt, but I'm trying to get in it through the tire. Like, why ask? <laughs> Just I, I don't understand. And the other thing is, all right, now Chick-fil-A has gotten better at this. But, you know, they're, they're, they're leading the industry now, I guess I should say, but it's still not good enough. Why have we not, like, <laughs> why have we not realized that the size of a ketchup packet is good enough for a third of a french fry so if you're going to eat like a medium order of fries you need 27 ketchup packets and that still isn't enough you got you know you kind of you kind of have to be you know conservative with ration it off but now chick-fil-a's got like those little ketchup bottle ketchup packets and that's and that's okay still not enough I think like a bean bag, like that's that's the size that it has to be. Okay, like something that's going to, to give me a pile. All right, that is that is the circumference maybe of a uh, let's see, an oatmeal cream pie, <laughs> something like that. But Jesus Christ, I mean, ketchup packets didn't come out last week. They've been around for decades. And, and they all are, no matter who the brand is, it doesn't matter. They're all the same exact fucking size. I just don't know why. It's like, why? It'll be cheaper. It'll be cheaper for the manufacturer. Just put more ketchup in one bigger packet. No. Now you got to make these small packets, put small amounts of ketchup in it. You're spending more on the goddamn packaging. Make a bigger packet. You're spending less money on materials, spending more, you know, less money per unit. Everybody wins. 2023 and we can't figure out that like these ketchup packets just ain't cutting it and that's all i got for you guys this week i didn't really plan on putting those two in only because you know i like to keep food discussions after the first break but there's really no rhyme or reason for that and it's just it it was something that was just on the top of my head i had to get that one out there you know, great to be back with you guys every single week. And this is just a, a well-oiled machine at this point. Number 90, and we are approaching episode 100. That's that's the I think that's the one. You know, you, you're like once you get into triple digits, it's like, all right, you, this, this guy's legit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm, de- I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And if you need to get a hold of me, Christian at the crodpodcast.com, you can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. I mean, I guess I should, <laughs> I should go ahead and prep myself right now. 
you know that uh, the, the, the you know the Jewish deli bit. I'm sure I'm going to get you know emails and I'm an anti-Semite. <laughs> and the funny thing was that the two clips that I played, it's just like the other thing. Like I didn't say it. <laughs> the Joe Pesci thing and the Sebastian Maniscalco thing. I didn't fucking say it. <laughs> oh man, racism by proxy, right? Oh man, I'm I'm here all week trying to veal. <laughs> all right, let's see what you got here. You guys got another. Uh, you know, like I said, it's not officially added up yet, but another hour and fifteen minutes. More work for me, more fun for you. Until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, "Be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care." Ha <laughs> ha!